Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Southside Rabbi. Uh oh. And we are here with, some would say, the songbirds of our generation. That's what some would say. <laughs> some would say that we are here with angels, not humans. That's what some would say. Oh. That's what okay. they say. Angels. The, the, the voice. Yes, the voice. It's angelic voice. There it is. It was vocal cords that God himself <laughs> strung together. With the utmost care. That's right. It's the, the kind of care that he didn't give to my. That's right. The Lord course. literally said, "Go ahead and give him the stock he just version. Said, Go ahead and just get the him Lord off the gave me. Get him off some, the assembly, he had assembly some on the line shelf that was sitting around. But that guy right there. Hold on. I got some that's bespoke for that guy. I'm gonna just <laughs> sprinkle a little, sprinkle a little gold on there. Somebody, uh, give me Peter. Give me some gold out of the give streets. Some gold. Of, uh, yeah. out of the streets. And I'm gonna uh, just sprinkle some on these vocal cords. That's right. And then some on these vocal cords that's right here. Right. Little emeralds on there as well. That's right. That's and right. And then when we get into heaven. Yes. The the song that you're going to be hearing welcoming you into glory is going to be them too. They're That's right. Outside. Everything They're not will even going to need right. a microphone. Yes, yeah, so be, be all right. Be all right. It's going to be playing in all languages, That's not right. just Spanish. That's right. It's gonna, I was going to say that it's going to be the remix version of that. Every nation driving tongue. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be some French in it's there. It's going to be. You know what I mean? All languages you can think of, even a heavenly language that we have yet to understand. Hallelujah! <laughs> praise God. Oh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Man, I'm <laughs> Man, we oh, have our brothers, awesome. Evan Crabb, Sam Rivera. Welcome to the in show. The building, y'all make, make some noise one time. time. Una vez. Hey, hey, hey. Did my mom write that? No, that uh, intro? She, no, she, she didn't. send an email yeah. in. But she, yeah, she Suggestions. did. <laughs> the whole line. <laughs> my son's going to be there. Please say this. He needs encouragement. <laughs> Man, we're so glad to have y'all on the show. Yeah. Y'all are in our city, Tampa, Florida. Let's okay. go, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want to just start by hearing from each of you. Help our audience, you know, understand who is Dr. <laughs> Prophet Dr. Sir Evan Kraft. Um, all right. Well, I'm going first. <laughs> Doctor. So, I am from Thousand Oaks, California. Yes, sir. And... That's a very affluent, nice uh, suburb of north of L.A. Yeah. And I cannot say one bad thing about it. It mm. was absolutely amazing. We didn't lock our doors. It was like, I didn't know what I had. Wow. I cannot afford to live there. Uh. And I don't know if I ever will be able to at this <laughs> that point. That makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Three. I don't know how my parents Four. did it, but. Five. Six. So my parents were pastors and. Um, you know, part of my story is that my dad was unfaithful. He, mm -hmm. My parents got divorced. Um, there was an awesome, amazing arc of redemption in mm -hmm. our family. Um, but he married again when I was 10. Mm -hmm. um, they separated when I was 16, mm -hmm. started another church. That's where I started playing music, where I started learning um, how to be a worship leader mm -hmm. and, and write songs. Um, he got married again when I was 18 and I was in Mexico um, which we'll, we'll get to that too, sure. when I was 21, 22, and they separated. And so we say in our house, my dad's married uh, for a fourth time, fourth time's a charm. It's a really important part of my life mm -hmm. and story because um, I just remember how my dad would, would tell me that, you know, he, he runs a homeless shelter and he yeah. said, if God can still use me, Ooh. I believe that God can still use people who are on the streets. Mm. And so uh, God's not the, you, the God of one try, uh, two chances, but, um, you know, of... of infinite chances Come and God, on, God is always bringing us back to his table. And so, um, there's so much that I learned through that. And, um, even, even about how I idolized my dad and then even my uncle was a pastor. Mm. And so I was putting them on these platforms and, and it wasn't very healthy for me to do that. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, growth that happened at, a, at an earlier age, mm. um, that, that helped me in my career and learning how to navigate, um, what I'm doing. But when I was, wow. 13, I started taking Spanish classes. My dad was working at a homeless shelter. I would go down and I would meet uh, a lot of people from Central America. Sure. And I was fascinated that my dad had a translator and I was like, man, I wish I could just actually speak to these people that yeah. live down, the, some of them live down the street from us. Yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. work at these places. Some, and, and, and so I took Spanish very seriously. Yeah. I got, had all the Chronicles of Narnia, read them all in Spanish. Wow. 
I yeah, I was wow, wow, wow. just not a me, bro. Spanish nerd. <laughs> what have you read, Sam? <laughs> but I ended up. Um, I was about to go study abroad in Italy, and my dad said, "Hey, why don't you go to Spain? You've been taking Spanish for so long." And so I just switched over to the uh, Spain course. Uh. And when I was there, I actually um, was traveling around Europe, and I was going to England, and was deported. Um, I have an X in my two X's in my passport. You were deported. Um, what? No way. Yeah. This no, is this the is, first yeah. white man I've ever met in my life <laughs> that was booted out so, of the country. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, wow. it was not a fun situation. I mean, wow. you know, with the way that they do it, it's it's not like a, a technical deportation where you can't yeah. come back. Right. Yeah. But like they dropped me off. They're like, if you are not here tomorrow. You will get get barred from the Euro, like the Schengen um, zone. Wow! So, what created the condition in which you? I overstayed my visa. Ah. You just thought you could just. I, no, no, okay, no, no. So this, is, so I was going to England, uh-huh. and we knew somebody from uh, who was like an Olympic athlete, and they said, "Hey, you could come stay at my house." So I okay. go. I'm I'm taking the train from Paris to England, and they're like, "Hey, where are you staying?" I'm like, "My friend's picking me up." Who's your friend? She's an Olympic athlete. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. my dad's friend. Yeah. And uh, where where are they picking you up? Just at a bookstore in the. I mean, I had no information. I only had her phone number. Yeah. I, but I mean, I didn't have a smartphone back then. Sure, sure, sure. And so there, I had my guitar and CDs. And I and they're like, "What are you gonna do?" I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna go busk." They're like, you think you're the next Justin Bieber? Is that what you think? And I was and I was like, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, actually. That would be great. Absolutely. Uh, so, so they were like, you cannot come into England. The French police were so nice. They even bought my CD. Really? What? Yep. I got We have an English ten. dude that works for, uh, for Native Supply. So he's, he's up here at the mm-hmm. offices. He is the kindest the man sweetest I've man ever met ever. in my entire life. Absolutely. This man was not. <laughs> <laughs> this man had it out for me. So I stay up all night at the Charles de Gaulle airport, make yeah. it home. And my dad gave me a book uh, the first few weeks I was home uh, from Reinhard Bonnke. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Studying him in school. it blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was, I was reading this, this book of his, his autobiography, and I, I said, God, I don't want a life that is, in terms of faith, that is any less than, than Reinhard Bonnke's. Wow. And so, um, you know, I definitely struggled with pride growing up. Sure. And I thought, you know what? If he went to Africa— I can't afford to go, go to Africa. I'm going to go to Mexico, and I'm going to be the next Billy Graham. Uh, and that, that that just must be my destiny. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I Obviously I, what God has called yes. me to. <laughs> so, I, so I'm like Googling Spanish churches in San Diego. I find one in Tijuana. I go to Tijuana. I'm, I meet these missionaries, and the first night they take me to a tent meeting. Mm. And this is just like a big tent, a carpa. Sure. And I didn't speak Spanish very well at all. Okay. Even after studying in Spain, just it was it was rough. So I get to this meeting and there's like 60 old ladies. Yeah. And 20 jóvenes, young youth, and they're like, "Hey, well you're going to be the next Billy Graham then then preach." Come on, oh. Billy. And I'm like, "Oh no, I don't know how to do that yet." <laughs> I actually barely speak Spanish also, at this point. Also, where's the massive so, audience? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Where are the multitudes? And so, they, you know, they're like, hey, well, okay, then sing. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I know two Hillsong songs, and I can, I know like a, an old Montaña, like classic. Yeah. So I sing that, and there was just a, there was a crazy moment that first night where I really felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Oof. I, you know, I, I, I tell the story a lot in Spanish that I felt like God was slapping me in the face mm. and, and that nothing was going to happen in my life if I didn't, in, in Latin America, mm-hmm. if I didn't learn to love his people. Wow. And so I went down, you know, I, I've, I've, I've cried. I've, I've really had to face this because I went down thinking, hey, I'm from LA. Oh. I, like I'm from this nice church and I'm gonna go save these Mexican people. Mm. And that first night, you know, I, I, I hear this, you know, the Holy Spirit whispering to me, you have to love them. Mm. And so I stayed with the missionaries. I mean, it was an, like, they were absolutely amazing people. And then I started going to Colombia. And I mean, people were telling me, hey, you're going to get kidnapped. You're, um, you know, there's no way God's behind this. Uh, I mean, I had people that worked in the Spanish Christian industry tell me that. 
And wow. everyone was trying to discourage me, but I had like, I had so many confirmations from God. Wow. That the only time in my life I would say I've had, I've had continuous prophecy was that time. Wow, wow, where, wow. Where people would show up and say, hey, God is doing this. He's opening the door mm -hmm. to the nations. Mm -hmm. Keep going. It's powerful. And, you know, I mean, it's obviously a lot and it's been 10 years, but I remember this really, really important thing because, you know, I said that about my dad. Um, my, my parents are incredible people. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I remember he came down to Mazatlan, Mexico, the city where my wife was a missionary okay. at that time. And I did not know. Really? Ah. And they invited me to, a, uh, the last concert I had done in LA was for 14 people, maybe including my family. Oh. So it was uh, very humbling. Sure. Right. And then this one Not Billy was 5,000. <laughs> this one was 5,000 in Mazda. Wow. And it was um, uh, La Iglesia Cristiana Apostolica de la Fe de Jesucristo. Mm. It was like this, I mean, very long. They, I mean, they wore skirts. It was uh -huh. very... Like, um, it was in there. Yeah, to, to, it was, uh -huh. They were awesome though. Right. And so my friend invited me down for this conference and I'm playing and my dad had come down and he was weeping. Oh, wow. I'm like, what? what is your problem? Like, come on, get it together, man. And he's in the front row and he goes, I never, ever believed that God actually called you to this. Wow. And, wow. and I was like, I don't know if I should be offended or like, <laughs> you know, and he's like, and I, I cry thinking about it. He's like, I'm just so glad I never stopped you. I never discouraged you. Come on. Wow. Like he would give me a hundred bucks every time I would leave. And he said to me, I don't want to be the one. If God is doing this in your life, I don't want to be the one to discourage you and stop it. Wow. And, man, you know, I mean, to, powerful, I learned brother. so much just as a, as a young man yeah. that how I want to lead other people sure. because you don't understand what God is doing. Yeah. And this was something that, you know, there were a lot of people in the industry, in Christian music that were like, why would Evan Kraft be here? Mm. Mm. And, mm. you know, I mean, I didn't speak Spanish the best. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not the best vocalist. It is by God's grace that like, Mm -hmm. I am where I am, but I, I, I look back to that moment and I'm just so grateful because the only reason I believe that I am here is because I've said oh. yes. Amen. Powerful. Is that somebody was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I would drive into Mexico and I would scream just, just out of joy. Like just, because when I would cross the border, I would feel something. Mm. And there's, and, and, you know, I want to say so much in, in Take this time. Take your time. Take your time, but brother. I think one of the things that has, that has most impacted me from Latin America is the joy. Man. Is is joy because joy, I have joy, joy. I have worked with I had a whole band from Medellin Colombia and um, you know we would travel together and some of these guys they had nothing mm. and they were more content joyful loving wow. than I have ever been in my entire life. Come wow. on, sir. And so I really believe and and one of the reasons I you know in the last two years have transitioned from just Spanish music to now English is that I think that there's a lot that we can learn yeah. in the U.S. from Latin America and oh, what God is doing yes. in Latin America. Sure. And so, um, you know, that's why I'm so excited to see what God is doing with bilingual music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for being on the Be All Right remix. And I am deflecting and, that thank you and pushing and, it back your way. But, but talking about that, that's actually how I met Sam. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, in March of 2020, when COVID started, uh, March or April, I got hundreds of messages on Instagram about yeah. this guy who did a, his own verse of Be All Right in English before I had released it in English. Yeah, yeah. I had written it and mm -hmm. I was like, dang it, man, this guy, like, he beat me to yeah, my own right, job. Right? <laughs> right? And, and my producer was so saying- you didn't send him a cease and desist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but I saw it and my producer goes, hey, you need to contact him right away. I love it. You got to contact him. And so that's how I actually met Sam was during COVID. Yeah. Um, and wow. he's killing it now. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out YouTube and the Lord. YouTube yes. and the Lord. Lord uses YouTube. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your story as well, Sam? You went through a, a pretty dark tunnel to, to, to get to the light. Right. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. Yeah. So I grew up in the church my whole life, mm -hmm. you know, pastor's kid, um, Hispanic church, full Hispanic church and stuff like that. Um, super cool. Uh, growing up, you know, I never really had a reason to believe. I've like witnessed miracles my whole life and mm. stuff like that. But like, I never experienced, you know, an actual encounter with God. Wow. Um, so in sophomore year of high school, uh, I stopped believing. I mm. stopped believing. I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. 
um, I was very rebellious, mm-hmm. very rebellious. And my parents were praying for me nonstop. But like, it's just so crazy how everything happened. I went through this crazy depression. Um, the girl that I am currently with like now, yeah, I had just started dating her. Yeah. And I remember we broke up during that time and I got depressed. I, she, she broke up with me because she wasn't a believer at the time, like a full-on believer. Yeah. And she saw me doing things that I started getting used to doing, like drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got heavily into weed and LSD, and I was a pastor's kid. Like, uh, it's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, and then it's so crazy how addictions work, too. It's just like, like once I like knew it, I'm like, oh, I have to stop this. My mom, I gave it to my mom. I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. And I remember seeing like the pain in, in my mom's face. It's like, she wasn't angry. She wasn't uh. like, like she she's she loved me either way but wow. it's like she was sad like right. she was super yeah, yeah, yeah. upset right. and yeah. like at the time i wasn't making music i wasn't i didn't even know i could sing at the time yeah. um and i started getting addicted to cutting myself mm. like it got really you know like i started relying on that instead mm-hmm. of god um, yeah. i was angry with god um and it's so crazy how god works it's like like during that time like i Attempted committing suicide um, twice during that time. Man. Yeah. And How old are you at this time too, Sam? I'm 22 now. 22 I'm 22. Now. And I was 15. 15. Got 15, you. 16 mm-hmm. during the time. Man. And I remember like so many people at church were like, kids can't be depressed. You know? Bro. Wow. It's, it's, well, the moment you say, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your line of thought. I'm just saying this real quick. But I often struggle with how insensitive Man. older folks can be towards yeah. teenagers. Like Man. when you you realize that some of the the most life altering things that will ever happen to you happen around that age. Yeah. Right. But we still look back on that and we're like you're 15. You ain't yeah, got no facts. bills. What are you worried yeah, about? Facts. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dude, but man, cats yeah. are carrying the weight of the world. Oh, we yes. just we just went to a funeral of a 13-year-old boy that wow. killed himself, man. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's been on the it's at a record breaking especially level because right of bullying now. Yeah. because it really is yeah. yeah it's it's real yes the anguish is real it's not yeah. a figment of these yeah. of, because of you're a child does not mean that you are your your pain doesn't matter yeah right and it's it's you know the it ain't kid gloves even yeah. though I'm a kid it ain't kiddie gloves like yeah. Satan is fighting like you're an adult absolutely yeah. yes. you need to treat them like that anyways go ahead and brother it, it's so yeah. crazy like. Like the enemy was already like attacking me at, at such a such a young age, mm-hmm. you know. Especially growing in the church, you have that like this pressure to be an example towards the other kids. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I was like, you gotta go to church. You gotta pay attention. You gotta do this. And like, I remember like I didn't want to no more. Mm. Like I, I was like, it was pushing me away. You know, take take off my piercings, um, take off like, make sure to you know just wear like decent clothes right. and stuff like that. And. I remember I was just like so upset because I'm like, I want to be, I want to be like my friends, you know, I want to yeah, do what they're doing. I want right. to be able to, you know, cause I like dressing up. I, I mm-hmm. love like clothes and stuff like that. And, um, after attempting my second suicide, um, I remember I started singing at church, mm-hmm. but like no one knew that I was cutting myself or that I had tried to do any of this at the moment. And yeah. then, um, going into church, I was singing, like I found out that that was like, you know, a gift that God had given me. Right. Yeah. And like my brothers were pushing me, like, wow, like you, like you can sing, sing. I'm like, yeah, I started singing, you know, Science, at church. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it became like, you know, at the time, I think it was a seed right there and then mm-hmm. that, it, that was growing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fully like grown yet, but um, I remember being humiliated by one of the biggest pastors at the ministry during the, the time that we were in a part, a part of a ministry. Uh. I got humiliated in front of like this huge event. Really? Oh. I was like, wow. Like this, you know, this sucks, you know? Wait, wait, you got to tell us what... what <laughs> oh, man. Really- I, I was wearing black jeans. Um, I was wearing a t-shirt. And I remember it was like... Full out scandal. Yeah. It, it, it was, you you could have came in there naked. It would have been no less offensive. <laughs> <laughs> the same so, level. So, um, you know, I, I was singing. It was an amazing service. Uh-huh. I sang with my older brother. Yeah. Oh, cool. It was a... Like, I, the Holy Spirit touched me like crazy. Mm. And it was just like, I was filled with, it felt like I was filled with oil. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. And I remember like getting on my knees. And I remember so many people were like saying like, wow, like, I'm, like you were used and mm-hmm. it delivered me from so many things that I was struggling with before coming wow, to the service. Wow, wow, Then after that, we sit down and the first thing he starts talking about is just 
attacking me. Like he's, he's just talking about my pants, he's talking about this. And I remember I sang a song. I sang a song and it's called God Talk To Me uh-huh. in Spanish. And he's like, maybe you should really consider God talking to you about if your you're, if you're singing that song, oh, and you should that's change. crazy. Um, oh, I was so hurt. I was like, that's where I started going down again. Man, I'm sorry. My, yeah. de- my depression started he- like heavily going down again, and I started cutting myself more and more. I quit the worship team. Um, I got heavily into witchcraft mm-hmm. during that time. Man. It was it was really bad, and I wanted to just like I like now that I knew that I could sing, I wanted to you know sell my soul. I just mm. wanted to be a sellout and. I didn't want nothing to do. I was so angry. Wow. I was so angry. And awesome. I remember this last time, I, like I was doing drugs again. This last time I'm like, God, I'm, I, I'm done. I'm going to kill myself. I'm done. And I remember being in the room by myself. My parents had just left. Um, I was already bleeding like mm-hmm. from my arm and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and just finish it. Wow. I remember like walking past my room and I have a like old piano at the time. And that... Piano was just shining, just shining, mm. and I'm like, I gotta play. Mm. And I get goosebumps, bro, because yeah, it's, on, it's so sorry, real, bro. On, right, right, right. But I remember um, going on that piano, and the first song that I played was "Victory Belongs to Jesus" by Todd Delaney. Mm. Yeah, and that song delivered me. I remember crying on the floor. I'm Come like, on. Yo, God, you're so real. Yeah. I'm like, I don't feel empty no more. Yeah. Like, wow. I don't feel, I don't feel pain no more. Like I, like I, it. it it's so crazy how people think that just because you got delivered, you won't, you know, right. you, that all, every feeling will disappear. Right, 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 exactly. But now that I like was delivered, I understood that it was a work in progress. That God was working in my yeah, life officially yeah, yeah. and I was, you know, I'm able to witness it. So I remember like throughout the time, um, like I remember like going to my mom and I'm just telling my mom like, I was like, I was about to kill myself. Wow. No, it's so weird that she came in like, Saying that someone had called her saying that I was gonna kill myself. My two best friends were knocking my door. They weren't, I wasn't answering. Whoa. I wasn't answering. I didn't wanna answer. So they called my, Your my mom. parents. Yeah. And my mom came in crying. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, we, we're not. And it, it, it sucks because it's like, it's not their fault, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. It's not their fault mm-hmm. at all. But it's just like something that no one can really control. It's just like, sure. only God can. Sure. Right. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, spir- yeah, spiritual. Yeah, spiritual. spiritual. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember ever since then, I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. Like I was selfish. I was blind to what was actually real and what's true. I'm like, but this is my testimony. Mm. And now I have a reason to believe mm. because like I was able to witness what God was able to do in that very moment. It's right. just like, it's a, it's a feeling that you just like, you can't explain it to anybody. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. really have to experience like that last moment, that last moment that you're, you're done. Like you're officially going to do it. And then that feeling just disappears. Like I don't know. It's like a bunch of weight that just… That Come goes on. off. And I remember you, Lord. I remember crying to my mom and my mom prayed for me and she prayed for my wounds and she healed my wounds. And that's before I had tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I wish I could have those scars to show people. Ah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like I had covered my scars with tattoos with verses. Mm-hmm. So like, like all these tattoos are reminders of just like why I shouldn't come, cut myself. It's like yes, one of my favorite, mm-hmm. one of my favorite yeah. verses. And people don't, they like judge me for my tattoos thinking that it's just, I'm like, no, I like, I have it's, roses. This is yes. worship, this, this, man. This, right? It's worship. God. Yeah, I got tattoos. This is substance. Yeah, the stars were made to worship. So right. Like, it's Let's just like, go. Like every everything on me is just like it's my testimony. You right, know? right. It's like a broken road. And I remember after that, I had gotten a prophecy from one of my favorite like pastors. Sure. Saying that I was going to be traveling around the world at a young age, and I wouldn't understand, and I would be able to talk about my story. Yeah. And I remember like throughout time. You know, I would, I would make music. Mm-hmm. I would start making music. And I, I was working at Nike too in the time. And um, I was just like on and off. And on. But Portland. Yeah. Portland. <laughs> you got to get the discount. And in Portland. You know what I'm Facts. saying? No taxes. Um, <laughs> but um, throughout that time, I was like working and I was doing music. But like my music wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And like I was a diehard fan. Like all of you guys, bro. Like, yeah, he showed me a picture yesterday yeah, when uh, he was like with my brother four <laughs> at a concert. I was like, yo, yeah. how long have I been doing this, cuz? <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I have a picture with him. With wow. My brother. Have, yeah, like, I still have that shirt signed by all of them, bro. For I'm, real? Yeah, that's yeah. ill. He's about to be like Snoop. I know, right? <laughs> I'm an uncle in this mug. But um, I was I was going to quit music. Mm-hmm. It sucked. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, God, I'm like, I got promises from you. Yeah, like, but I'm not seeing it. Yeah, yeah, I remember my sister told me like, you know how long it took David to fully, mm. you know, get his promise like completed. Mm. Mm. Like he was young when yeah. he got 
that word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that would give me hope. Um, after that, I recorded a cover of that same cover that I got humiliated wow. from Dios Hablame, which God talked to me. Yeah. And turns out that day, that band that made the song was in Oregon. And they're like, yo, your cover is insane. They posted it on their story. They're huge. Yeah. And I started getting followers. I started, the people started like commenting on the videos. Like, mm-hmm. wow, like this has ministered my heart. Like, I crazy. love it. I'm like, the same song that I was wow, like, yes. I got humiliated with. God was using that right. song to lift me up. Right. Yes. I'm like, that's so crazy how God works. Yes, so absolutely. Lord, I, that's, I, the, that's the Lord. I, I He's a up, rapper, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I ended up uh, meeting the band. And they made me sing in front of like backstage. And uh-huh. I met Christine. And I met my manager that… We didn't even like say hi to each other. I didn't know he was going to be my manager. Right. Yeah. And he was there and he got me out of the line. He's like, hey, you can sit wherever you want. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I sang that song for them. And they were just like, wow, like you really have something going on in your life. And you can feel like the specific, like, how do you say don in English? Gift. Gift. Yeah. The there gift you that you have. Come uh-huh. on, say <laughs> When yeah. you're bilingual, you forget words. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Languages. Uh-huh. So then, um, yeah, like they started posting me on Instagram more. Um, they were, I had the chance to work with them. They wanted to do a couple songs with me. That's mm-hmm. dope. Um, and after that, um, it just like went blank again. Ah. Like, What's going on? Sure, sure. Like they were cool with me and I was still talking to them. But mm-hmm. like it's like I wasn't working on music or anything like that. Yeah. So I started re- releasing more covers. I'm like, if it worked with, <laughs> with this group, it's going <laughs> to work for Evan. <laughs> I'm like, it got to work with Evan Craft. I'm like, I'm going to prophesize it. I'm like, <laughs> he's going to follow me and message me. Like, yes. <laughs> so I released the, the video and it blew up immediately. To be all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. be all right. And uh, I wrote my I verse. I wrote my testimony. Which was my introduction was to you as well. Great song. Oh, wow. It was just Todo va estar bien. Yeah, Todo va estar bien. Be all right had not come out. It was, yeah, it was only Spanish, Spanish only. Yeah. So yeah. I had I had wrote an English verse right. of my testimony talking about how I was depressed mm-hmm. and how I didn't want to get up from bed and right. how he's um, the writer, I'm the poem, mm. and like this, it started blowing up. And I remember like playing Call of Duty, <laughs> and I see my phone like pop up and it says Evercraft has messaged you. I'm like, Yo, I told my brother because my brother recorded it. And it was during the pandemic too. So I was even like more depressed. Because um, I had no job. I had nothing going on. Bro. I'm like, no church too. They had like everybody. Shut down right, right. That. Yeah. So um, yeah, I recorded the cover and my brother was like, yo, like this is maybe Evans can really like help you out with something. Evans like, yo, your voice is insane. You sound like Bieber. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm like, I'm still waiting for the follow. I'm like, like updating my notification. Then he follows me, and then I love it. The next day, he ends up uh, messaging me, um, saying that he wants. Oh no, he, he wanted to talk to me about like why I'm not like pursuing it. And I told him like I don't have connections. I don't. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't have the money to do it. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, like I would love to help you out. Oh, I At love the time, it. so many people were hitting me up already. Like. Uh, Pooh Bear is one of the greatest oh, writers. Oh wow, Pooh Bear, yeah. yeah. And he wrote a lot a of la- stuff for Justin yeah, for Bieber. Yeah, he basically like created his tone and voice. Right. Mm. Um, they were the first people to like message me. Wow. Talking about like they wanted to sign me under the label. Uh. And I'm like, I'm, a, I'm so down. I'm down to do it. My brother's like, nah. He's like, you gotta hold on, bro. You're young, bro. Like you're getting young. He's like, let's wait a little bit. Let's wait a little bit. So I'm like, all right. Wisdom. I was I was so sad. I'm like. <laughs> But I'm still like connected with them now. But mm-hmm. um, then after that, another like label wanted to sign me. And then Evan turns out that his sister was living in Oregon. Mm-hmm. In, like in Portland. Yeah. Portland. Wow. So he traveled to, to come see me. And it was like just so crazy. He, went, he came to my house. I like, love he, it. He like… Was eating with my parents. I my love parents what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, sole. <laughs> um, but that just like… Showed everything on why I wanted to, you know, be with him instead of everybody else because he took the time to mm-hmm. come and talk to my family. Well, and you're I not, and you're not like a signed artist. You're yeah. an independent I'm artist, independent. funding your own stuff, yeah. and you've just you've decided to continually work and not, you know, sign a long-term yeah. agreement mm-hmm. with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Yeah, very very cool. Yeah, as somebody from the music industry uh, <laughs> that has seen every kind of deal imaginable. Yeah. Um, very very cool yeah. that you are connected with good people good management and it's creating opportunities that you can yeah. realize in your independence right. which is 
Yeah, my, my, blessing. My, my brother was telling me, like, like, you wouldn't be doing the collabs that you're doing if you just signed with any label. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm working with Maverick City Musica. I work uh-huh. with, mm-hmm. like, Miel San Marcos. Like, everybody. And then I'm able to do my own stuff. That's right. right. And it's, it's really cool. And then, um, you know, to think of, like, where I came from and, like, seeing my testimony now, it's just, yeah. like, insane because the amount of messages that I get of people you know, asking me, like, how did you go through it? Like, what, what hope do you, like, I'm, I'm literally, like, that's me. Mm, wow. So I'm, like, able to talk to them. Like, I reply to those DMs. I'm, like, yo, it's so crazy because, like, before I had, like, no one to talk to that really went through depression. Yeah, right. And would cut themselves and was addicted to that and really just wanted to end it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. they're able to talk to me. And, like, with my music, too, like, they're able to connect. And yeah, it's just so crazy how God used, like, my worst moments to be, my greatest like possession of yes. prize basically. Yeah, mm. bro. Like I'm, I'm able to show that trophy to everyone. Like, look what I beat. Yeah, you know? yeah I beat sure. depression. I beat anxiety. I beat suicide. You know, it's, yeah. it's insane. And then, you know, now we've been making music like crazy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, you know, growing spiritually and, you know, with, with also with my craft. It's, it's insane. It's, it's just right. like, I would have never be like, I would have never think that I'm, Sitting the table with baby. Like, <laughs> this is insane. And Evan, bro. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's a blessing, man. Praise God, nice, man. man. That's super dope. God is good, man. God is yes, good. Amen. Um, it's been said that not everybody can relate to success. Not everybody knows what it's like to be on the top of the mountain, but everybody knows what the valley is like. Mm. If you are human, you have suffered. Yeah. And when artists make music out of their suffering, they're first trying to minister to their own wounds. This is mm-hmm. how God has used my pen or his pen in terms of writing through me and reading what he has written, um, people preaching what he has written. It's been through somebody's pen that right. we have found healing in our suffering and that the artist that can then take that pen and find their selves in an audience. So as you're writing and singing, to be a source of healing for your own wounds, it bleeds out into yeah. the wounds of the audience, that wow. the audience exactly. connects with us through our shared experience of suffering. Yeah. And as long as we keep that central, that what we are doing is not simply moves for radio stations, bro. Right, We're right. not making Facts. moves to be positioned in some industry but we're trying to help people in the way that we've been helped. Yeah. Amen. And wow. as that happens, bro, lives are changed. And they are. This is why when our favorite artists, something happens to them, it feels like something happened to us. Yeah. Right, right. Because I'm, con- I'm connected to them in a way that I can't really even explain. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it really is through the power of, of the pen. Now, when I was introduced to, to you, Evan, I, I thought you were Hispanic. So I, I, I was sure. <laughs> I, I might I was, be. I was sure. <laughs> you go grab one of those uh, Ancestor.com uh, and find me. I need point zero one percent. Yep, claim it. El Salvador, <laughs> claim it. <laughs> claim it. <laughs> so um, when you were doing ministry down in Tijuana, obviously you were seeing something very different than what you were seeing in L.A. Talk to us about that difference, if you could. It it was angering many mm. in. Many times, because I remember one trip, uh, one of my first trips when I was in college, I went to Nicaragua to work with missionaries. And I mean, they they had a truck and they were like driving up dirt roads to go grab this guy who had like psoriasis of the liver and oh, take him to the hospital. Oh, and, you know, their hospital was in this um, city, Matagalpa, was not like a hospital that we had in, right, in L.A. Sure. So when they got there, his family had to go change the sheets. They had to bring the sheets. They had to go and, and like do mm. things because there weren't enough nurses. And so, you know, there's just difficulties and challenges that, they, that people face around the world sure. mm-hmm. that I could not fathom growing up in upper middle class suburbia. Right. Wow. Right. And so that started to just blow my mind yeah. to say, wow, I'll, I'll, I, one, I need to be grateful. Yeah, yeah, for You know, sure. it's not, it's not uh-huh. bad to have that. I, I right, was right. born there. And, and sure. just be very grateful for what God had given me, yeah. but also understand, okay, wh- how can I help my neighbor. Yes. How can yeah. I love people? How can I, you know, I'm not going to be able to change Latin America, but I remember going from that trip and then I was invited to go to a church conference at Disney World. Okay. 
And so I called it my, my third kind of church conference. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, so I called it my third world to Disney World. Right, trip. right, right. Okay. And I was, I was maybe 23, 24. And I thought every pastor there that was paying money to stay at hotels, take their family was the devil. Mm. I, I was a none of you understand what God is doing That's in right. my life and what he's doing in Nicaragua. <laughs> and so I was just so angry and I, I had no idea how to reconcile mm, the, the disparity between what I was accustomed to uh-huh. and what a majority of the world actually lives on. Come right, on, sir. absolutely. And so, you know, I mean, it, it, I don't even know today how to do that. Sure, sure. You know, but all, all I know is that, you know, when, when I have been able to go to Latin America, at the same time, of, you know, I cannot solve political issues. I cannot right. solve the disparity between wealth, even in my own country. Sure, sure. But I can love people. And I, and I like my, my good, sound engineer, his name is Sebas. I have been to his house and his mom has made me bandeja paisa. In oh, I love this. It's my favorite dish. And, Bandeja paisa. And, I love and, it. That's like your top three. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it is genres. top three. It is. Yeah. It is incredible. Yes. And so I, I think one of the greatest things for me was that I actually got to go into people's houses Come on. and into their homes mm-hmm. and I could speak with them and I could actually be friends and family with people. And so, you know, all of these other things, they, they, they end up being very temporary in the long term, you know, eternity. But in the moment, obviously, there's a lot of pain and suffering yeah, that, that yeah. people are dealing with in right. Colombia, in Mexico, in the U.S. Yeah. Mm. But what I could do is actually be a friend. Yeah. And so, so... You know, what's so crazy is that I Be All Right, I wrote it because Redimidos, we were sitting at his house and said, hey, we need to write a song for the the youth of Latin America that are struggling with anxiety and depression. Come on, sir. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, yeah, I've, I've noticed that there's been less family time. People are busier. There are people are more in traffic. There's, you know, there was a family, strong family unit. And I had taken a, a class in during seminary about how the church deals with suffering. Mm. And it was blowing my mind because it, it, my professor was was talking about how we will say, hey, I'm praying for you. Sure, oh, right. you just had a miscarriage? Oh, your, your family member just died of cancer? I'm praying for you, but I don't want to touch you. Right. Ooh. Message. And I, like, it's, it's just so easy for me to give you a surface level mm-hmm. thing. Um, and so, and, and, and what I discovered you know, and I'm looking back even now, just thinking about what I was doing in Latin America and, and how people were teaching me it was that the Holy Spirit is a comforter. Mm-hmm. And that Amen. means I have to, I am an extension of that. Right. And so I get to comfort. Right. I get to be there. And it's and, and, and suffering is a thing that you can't just say, hey, I'm praying for you. I got to let you sit in it and I can just be by your side. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And that that is one of the things, you know, it doesn't even necessarily need words, but as a Christian, to say, hey, I am here with you in it. Yeah, yeah, and right. that's what, you know, Emmanuel means, yep. God, God with, with us. us. Yeah. Amen. He suffered for us, mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. Every one of our challenges, he understands. Amen. Yes. And so that's what, you know, growing up, I obviously I had my own challenges. I explained that, you know, my just my parents' divorce and everything. I mean, I had to deal with something today about it with my brother. Wow. Um, you know, those things that happen in our adolescence, they don't go away. Right. Uh-huh. But, you know, what I was learning in Latin America is how, you know, how people, I was watching it, how people were there for each other. Wow. And I think that is the, that's the church. And I think, you know, so many issues today that we face is because we are not willing to sit together, eat together. Right. Yeah, that's why. That's one of the reasons I, I just love Latin America. Yeah, so yeah, much right. because yeah. it transformed my life. Absolutely powerful. Hey Amen. Can you talk to us? Speaking of your experience um, in Latin America, you have a, a mission uh, called Is it Mikasa? Yeah, Mikasa. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Mikasa LA was a concert that we did um, starting in 2018, uh-huh. and I was talking to my my dad. And he runs a homeless shelter, and they have they do tiny homes. They have uh, drug rehabilitation clinics. Oh, they it. have um, shelters for mother, mothers with children. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, the last concert I did here was there was fourteen people. And I said, I think I think now in twenty eighteen, 
<laughs> I might be able to do something else. Perhaps. And I, and, and I said, and just to make sure, I'm going to ask Marco Switt, six-time Latin Grammy-winning Christian yes. godfather. <laughs> this is the gentleman that married— He married me and my wife. Oh, wow. Yes. yes. Awesome. Yeah. The legend. So I said, <laughs> I said, hey, just to make sure, will you please come and sing at it? <laughs> and and um, so he's like— Yes, and I don't want to be paid. He bought his hotel. He did. Wow. I mean, he just is an incredible man. And he's like, I want to make sure all of this money goes towards uh, Hope of the Valley Rescue Mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we did this concert. I went to 50 Spanish churches around L.A., Orange County, everywhere, inviting people and explaining to them, Jeremiah 29, 7, that uh, bless the land of which I have allowed you to be taken to. Yeah. And, I mean, man, it was a beautiful thing yeah. just telling the Latino church, hey, I know you came here thinking you're going to make money and then go back home. Yeah. This is your new home. Right, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. So let's let's transform the city for uh, for your good yeah, yeah. and in the name of Jesus. And so it was so cool. Wow. We raised $80,000 the first year. Man. I mean, that was that was all Latin church donations. Yeah. We had a, a church, you know, donate the, the place. The next year we had Redimidos come. And we raised one hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, wow. We learned we learned a little bit about merch that okay. first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we sold things, and 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 all of the money went to the rescue mission. And so actually, this year um, we're doing one. We're doing two, mm -hmm. and they're in English with Matt Redman. Oh, wow. I love um, we love so, Matt, man. Yeah, yeah. Got to spend some time with him last year. The man. And so we're doing one in Orange County, and then one back in L.A. And um, again, he said, "Hey, I don't want to be paid anything." Wow. And so I I love. I love that, you know, I mean, I, I started doing music when I was 21, and I remember that there were artists that were successful that told me that they had no money. Uh, and I was mm. like, I mean, I, I, I get it now. Sure. There are yeah, artists yeah, that yeah. don't have money. Right, right. But I was like, you know, I think that God has really, 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 you know, blessed us with an ability to create music and do things. Uh -huh. and, yeah. and so, you know, I was also, didn't have kids, no wife. So it was, my life was cheap. Um, <laughs> but cheap life. So I need $50 a month. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so, and so, you know, I, um, so I said, you know, I, I really think that at least one concert a year, yeah. at least, you know, maybe more. I want to just be able to give. Right, Ooh, right. That's good. I just feel like, I, like, I, I, I think that, that it's so important for artists to just say, you know what, there's something, whether it's homelessness, whether it's something else, especially as a as someone who, you know, proclaims that you're a Christian artist, how are you giving back? Come right. on. Because, you know, you're talking about the, you know, writing songs for radio, doing all this stuff. You know, there's a huge impact that, you know, I've just seen in radio with Be All Right. People yeah. telling me, hey, I lost my child. Hey, I, you know, I this, this thing happened to me. I listened to this song and it, and it has wrecked me. Yeah. Wow. But I go, God has given us a platform to encourage and to motivate yeah. and to, you know, obviously have encounters, but to, sh you know, share. People learn theology through your songs. Oh, yeah. Amen. They, yeah. they and, and then that theology shapes their actions. Oh, right? yeah. Absolutely. If I believe that I am, I am here with a mission, hey, I'm here to change my city. I'm here to love Tampa. Yes, I'm here to heal the broken. I'm here to do this. I'm so grateful to be surrounded by people who see that and the value and the mission that God has placed yeah. on our lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's me, Casa. That'll preach, bro. That'll preach, Amen. bro. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. That's super good, man. Man, um, we want to um, thank y'all so much for being a part of this, man. Uh, we have been just blessed by this even short period of time. I think we've really only been connected with y'all for the last couple months. But we're finding that there's all these intersections. Hey, I just want to say, yeah. you said yes to the song before meeting me. Oh, yeah. And and that's faith. <laughs> that's faith. I, I've told a lot of people, hey, that's faith bringing in a, green, a gringo to your hey. to your church in Colombia or somewhere else. That's, <laughs> no, that's faith that's, right that's there. gringo faith, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's, uh, I've actually been instructed by how communal uh -huh. That experience is, and you kind of you you, yeah. you you hit it that, and I think that that's a part of what I want to be shaped by, right. because in a lot of ways, you can't love people that you're not close to. You just I, that's true. That's how we feel so comfortable with shouting, "Hey, I'll pray for you, brother. Yep. Hope you get just through that, man." Yeah. That's uh, right. I did my contribution. Right. I gave you my tweet and yep. my comment. Yeah. 
And then half the time, I don't even go back and pray for them. Right. And I know you didn't pray for it because Facts. you didn't ask me about it next time I saw you. Absolutely. Next time I saw you, you weren't like, man, I have been knocking on the yeah. throne. Or like if you do, you just, throw, you, you just throw, go? You're just throwing a little prayer up there. Lord, like, help yeah. him, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I bro. see you, Lord. Help him. God have mercy. Amen. <laughs> and, and, that's and now I'm not a liar. <laughs> now I'm not a liar. <laughs> and I did that, so I didn't lie. That's right. You shoot that text to, hey, been praying for you. for you, brother. No, been prayed for you. I literally prayed for you right before I sent this text so that I could say that and I wouldn't be lying. So no, yeah, facts. but I I, I still Christians do. That's what we do. <laughs> Please be say honest. That, that is what yes, we do. We, we gotta be honest, and we should be like convicted by that. <laughs> bro, that's why I just stopped telling people I'm praying for them. <laughs> hey man, that's tough. See that's you later. Very very tough, man. Let it go, man. <laughs> yeah, keep so, it up, <laughs> man. Sounds terrible, bro. Sick, keep it up. But no, I, I do think <laughs> that there's a, there's like a there's a redemptive tutor in right. the culture in in right. Latin culture. Mm-hmm. About the, the, the necessity of right. community and what it means for us to serve and hold each other's wounds. And right. I, it's just, I have been so blessed by that. And I also, this is just me, this is KB talking. I think God is doing something special in Latin America like he's not doing anywhere else. Facts. Amen. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Amen. Every time I'm That's there, very true. I'm seeing things that I just do not see everywhere. Right. I'm seeing experiences with God. Right. People start talking about their faith in Jesus. They're not necessarily, they're not going to no track, no Bible track they received from somebody. Right. They're not talking about, you know, Robbie Zacharias gave some excellent explanation for the resurrection of Lee Strobel or Case for Christ. None of that it's stuff. about a real authentic no, experience with I God. I met with God. Right. He right. stepped into the bathroom that I was in. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like I, was, I was on my face and I heard his voice. Right. Right. I, I looked up and my wound was healed. Right. Like it's, you know, so, you know, as, as reformed people, we like to dissect and explain everything. But I love that the experiences of God are meant to confound your Some reason. Some of them are not going to be explainable. Yes, they are could beyond rationale. Can you try to explain God came to me in a bush? <laughs> That's right. It started in the was burning. on fire and wasn't burning anything, That's right. though. That's right. That's then right. Then he told me to take my shoes off. Well, <laughs> what is going on? Right? How, how do you explain that? You can't explain that. You can't make that make sense logically. Right, right, right. Or, or even at, at theologically. It makes sense to us now because we read it in hindsight. Sure. But when you, man, but you'll notice a lot you of American God, Christians, man. a lot of American professing Christians are now rationalizing themselves out of the faith. Yeah, that's but, exactly but, what's happening. But a lot of times they rationalize themselves into, into the, the faith. faith. Right. So then when there's no rationale or when they feel like there's no rationale, then you they You don't leave. have a real yeah. experience, not with, experience God with God to hold on yeah, to. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just a, it's just a philosophy yes. at that point. Like yeah, yeah, anything else. If you sure. understand it, you believe it, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, therefore, I believe it. But if it's not experiential, absolutely, then it, it won't, it won't absolutely. Last, you know? Which is what the Bible describes what it means to know God, experiential knowledge. And right. I'm saying all that to say, is that the music that you all make, and I, that's why I would jump on an opportunity to partner with y'all any day, is really a soundtrack to what folks are experiencing with God. Mm-hmm. Like they're experiencing the Lord in their spaces, in their churches, in their communities. And these are sort of the, this is the theme music behind it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a part of why it's so popular because it connects with, what God is doing, it's aligning with where he's already marching. So I just feel blessed to, to be able to, you know, be hanging on the back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the city bus is going, you on your bike holding on to the bumper, that's me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful for the ride, man. So we're blessed by y'all, certainly. Man, well, thank you so much. We, uh, I don't know about you, but I've listened, I've listened to your part like a thousand times. I and, love uh, yeah. it. And uh you gotta, you gotta listen to it because KB says "wepa." I do say um, "wepa," and it's incredible. <laughs> hey, hold up, um, real quick. The first time I said "wepa" in the song, I let my good friend Frankie Concepcion. I let yeah. him hear it, uh-huh. and as soon as I said it, he burst out laughing in the studio. <laughs> I'm sitting there like playing Wepa. my song, and yeah, I'm like "wepa." Like- He's like. <laughs> He said, bro, you didn't use that right. It sounded weird. Good I was job, like, good job, Frankie. Thank you, Frankie. that mug out. So as soon as I finished the verse, I sit, hit, yeah, I sent it to him. I thought you were Panamanian. Really? In that well, moment. I mean, hey, I, in I that mean, moment. I mean, hey. Tomato, I mean, tomato. I got- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess I'm Panamanian. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, we love y'all so much. The new song, Be All Right, featuring myself. 
The man, Sam Rivera, Sam Rivera on Evan Kraft. God bless you, man. God bless both of you. Thank y'all for being a part of the show. Just want to just shout out the CSB version of scripture. One of our favorite versions of the Bible. Readable, very, very accessible. Mm-hmm. A solid translation. Uh, that's the official translation of our, our church, actually. So they are a proud sponsor of our podcast, and mm-hmm. we are glad that it is that CSB way. CSB activity. Check out the website below um, mm-hmm. to learn more about how you can get one of these in your hand. So Samaritan Ministries is a community of Christians paying for one another's medical bills without the use of insurance. You'll be connected to Christians across the nation who care for one another spiritually and financially as a medical need arises. So you get to see the people that you are actually contributing to. You can pray for them. You can have them in your heart and your mind. It's a really encouraging ministry that my wife and I have used. In fact, we delivered our second baby using this ministry. It's affordable and you can join today. We are very, very grateful to have them as partners on our podcast. So check out SamaritanMinistries.org slash Southside Rabbi. This has been Southside Rabbi. I'm KB. I mean a dream. We are out. In black culture, like when you get married, right? You you get married. When you know when the Bible says leave and cleave, we emphasize the leave. So we're we right, out right, of there. Yeah, yeah. We, we out, out of there. there. We out, out of there. That is not we black culture. So we you go out and you start your own thing. You may see your family at a family reunion, a family reunion, birthday, and at a funeral, like special events, maybe a special event. Yeah, yeah. Definitely funerals. You mainly see each other at funerals. But outside of that, that's it. Now. <laughs> Which has its problems, right? right? So absolutely. Like, like absolutely. That, that's a, I noticed that when I first got married, when I got, I mean, I've been married to my wife for 12 years now. And in the beginning, I thought that my way of doing it was the best way. Like, no. As do all men. Please. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, exactly. I've learned I'm very guilty. Yeah. This is how the uh-huh. world's supposed to work. Why is he calling you? Your, the, the, your dad's called you twice today. What's that about? Are you really leaving? Is he thinking start, that I'm not, that's he right. thinking that Am I'm not, not doing my, my job? job? Right, I can right, take care right. of you. Does he think I can't take care of you? He just wanted to know how my day was going. You're not, you don't why, live with him why, anymore. Why does he need to know? He asked me how my day was <laughs> yeah, going. He called What's me. That? Yeah, I was super sensitive. And I, I, it, was, it was bad. I had to get counseling. And, and uh, my counselor said, you're an idiot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's okay, what got is. you. But, uh... But we, we go over in the extreme. But on the flip side, okay, in the uh, Latin side, uh, uh-huh. they want to just get a duplex. It's, it's this. And everybody just live either no. next to each other you're, or on top of each other. You're married to the family. Literally. I, so I tried to convince my family. Yeah. I was like, hey, Asian cultures and Latin culture, they all live together. And, they're, right. and they're like, my family's like, we are not we're, we're Asian not, or Latino. Not, so get out. We made us. <laughs> What are you asking me? <laughs> Can I live at home? <laughs> yeah, right. No.